I miss college, man. <laughs> I wish I, I would have done it differently, though. I will say that. But what what would you have done differently? Like knowing what you know now, what would you have changed? I going to class, taking it more <laughs> seriously. I mean, really, like Word. I look back on everything, and it's like to be more focused on what really mattered. And I think so many distractions were there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's easy. It's easy to succumb to that. Um, you know, frat life, you have women, you have friends, you have, you know, parties, you have things, and it's the boot camp for the real world, you're, you're growing, but looking back at it, I would have just, yeah, I would have been in the books, I mean, I would have hung out with y'all and shit like that, would have still pledged, would have taken that more seriously, and you know what I'm saying, just, yeah, yeah, looking back at it, man, it was like, damn. Yeah, because when you like when you're in the moment and living in it, like we said when we first began, like back at 19 and 20, you not not everybody's looking that far ahead. Now you do have those there, there are some of those people that are looking ahead and stuff, yep. but like like you look ahead and you know that this won't last forever, but you just mm-hmm. you're not thinking about it because young people think they're invincible. And I yep. see and I didn't realize that that's how a lot of us had that mindset when we was 19, 20, 21. But now, especially oh, yeah. that I work with young people and hearing the kind of stuff they say, a lot of them do think that they're going to be young forever. And I'm like, yo, oh, yeah. you're going to be older. Pray to God that you're going to be older way longer than you're going to be young. Like mm-hmm. this young shit. I told him, I said, when you get out of college, this young shit's gone, bro. Like the real world treats yeah. everybody the same. Like you get it, it don't matter if you 24 or 49, we all treated the same when you get out of college, bro. And some of them don't understand it, but shout out to some of them that be hanging on to my every word and the shit that I be saying though. But you right, like if I could go back, one thing I would change is I would have tried harder because so many things came easy to me. So I didn't feel like I had to go the extra mile. Like if a B plus came in, what up though? <laughs> if, yeah, that's my son right there. Say what's up. What up, man? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's uh he's not verbal, he's autistic, man. So you know, he's uh you know, he has his moments. He's probably smart smart as hell then. Oh uh, yeah, he's smart. He's <laughs> but, very uh, smart. But what was I saying? Oh yeah, so like if if I could get a B plus without trying hard, I settled for the B plus because I'm like a B plus. That's good enough. I can. It's yeah. better than average, and I can do whatever I want. Like if I had a 91 yeah. in the class, I was fine with a 91. Like I didn't go the extra mile, so I would have because because things just came easy to me, and that's what happens when things come easy to you, and then you used to not having to go the extra mile or work harder or whatnot. So that's one thing I would have done because things just came easy. Like, to me, yeah. college was easy, to be honest. Like, I mean, yeah, you did, did, yeah. I mean, and to go off your point, I mean, cut you off, but I think, like, when I was trying to get my GPA up so I could pledge, that's the only time I can really remember in a semester where I, like, went the extra mile. Like, yeah. studied and made sure because I really wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, so I think with me, back then, I just didn't care. I didn't want it, man. I was like, you know, fuck school. I can make it without school. Because right. I was trying to be an actor and all that. You know, I went to California and all. Like, my mind was just all over the place. But now, you know, it's like, damn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because thanks, like, you you get in that bubble. Like, the college bubble is a, is a hell of a thing. Like, because it's, it's not the real world. And I be trying to tell my students that I'm like, yo, Living in this bubble of college, 
it's it's not the real world at all. The real world is nothing like this at all, where in college you can get away with having $17 in your bank account and just making it work. Like, yeah, bro, exactly. remember, like, ain't that crazy? Like, we just walking around with $17 in our bank account mm-hmm. and it's normal. Niggas is still happy. Yeah. People still going to parties. Yeah. But you can't be 29, you can't be 29 years old and you got bills at an apartment in the, or a house or something with $17 in your bank account. Like mm-hmm. you can't just, it's it's way harder to be a 30 year old talking about, I'll just make it work as opposed to a 20 year old talking about, I can make it work. At 20, if you got $17 to your name, you figure it out because everybody is broke pretty much in your circle. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's broke, everybody's like sleep deprived. No one's getting sleep, no one's eating healthy. No one's drinking water back then. Everybody yeah. just like, but like you said, because you think we're invincible, you know, we're invincible. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying. The drinking and the drugs—if that was your thing, you know what I'm saying. Like you literally lived on the edge because you felt that way. Like you said, yeah. you felt like you were invincible and you're gonna be young forever. And now looking Col- back at it, <laughs> college did low key feel like you just always on the edge for something. Oh, yeah. Like always on the edge, just you all, and like that's where being stressed and tired just becomes your normalcy. Like you expect, like you are, you expect to just be tired out of your mind and sleep deprived and just going to bed at three o'clock in the morning and waking up at seven to go to an internship. Like that shit was normal. Like that's not normal, bro. (laughs) All I needed was four hours in college, man. That used to be my thing. Like as long as I got four hours, I was ready to function. Now, shit. I, I was eight. I was five. I was five hours five, in college. Yeah. yeah, I was like, as long as I get five hours, I'm good. And to be honest, half the time it was four hours. Like it was normal yeah. that oh, yeah. I would just be hanging out. We'd be downstairs hanging in the lobby at yeah. two o'clock in the morning, knowing damn well we got an eight a.m. <laughs> yep. Bro, like we all looking at each other. I remember uh me and Zaya, we both had eight a.m.s back in the day. And we would just stay up and hang out with people while they was at work at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yep. And it wouldn't even bother us. And then we'd just get up, go to our 8 a.m. like it was normal. Today, yeah. bro, today, though, uh, you already done. There we go. I didn't want to record all that when we was talking about my cookbook and everything, just in case I ain't want oh, niggas yeah. to yeah, <laughs> I ain't want niggas <laughs> try to jock me. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. want niggas to jock me, though. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, they, they will do it. Word up. And you know what I hate? Yeah. That it takes me so long to come out with, like, I'll have an idea, like a very creative ass idea, like my cookbook. I had this like two years ago and I've been working on this shit for two years and me because I'm, I guess I'm like that quintessential creative type or whatever, mm-hmm. that it takes me forever to create something. So if I'm not like feeling it or passionate about it at that moment, I can't work on it. I just, I'll leave it alone. And so I'll go weeks without even touching it. And then I'll go like six months where I'm doing it almost every day or at least five days a week. And then I'll go a month without doing anything to it. I hate that I'm like that sometimes, but like if I force myself to do it, it ain't going to turn out well. Right. I remember you telling me that a while back. Cause I know you've been working on it for like years. So Bruh, for real, I'm just glad <laughs> you finally got it off the ground. Yeah. Ho- hoping to drop soon in the next week or two. So when y'all okay. heard when when the folks hear this podcast, it may have already dropped by the end, hopefully. Well, okay. But, but yeah, yeah, I swear I think I think I'm that quintessential stereotypical creative type and they feel like I mean, knowing what they yeah. feel. 
And the fact that you came out with, you know, the trivia games and all that, you know what I'm saying? Word. You know, my wife and I, we be going to little little events and playing, you know, little games or whatever. So we definitely going to have to pull that out. That's what I've noticed for, uh, before I move on, I, uh, let me introduce y'all to our guests. Uh, everybody, welcome to another hour of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. We got my boy, uh, Romy Rome in the house. Uh, longtime friend, first time guest on the podcast. It's been my, been homies, what, about a decade now? A little bit more than a decade? Actually, a yeah, a little more. bit more. I bet we met in 08, I think. Something like class. that. Back in, uh, what was her name? Uh, Dr. Uh, Holly Payne, was that her name? Oh, yeah. Damn, how did you remember that? Doctor, I'm... <laughs> Cause I remember, I remember she had some big titties, boy. I tell you that. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I can't <laughs> but she was cool as hell. But no, she, yeah, was, she cool was super as hell. cool. The class yeah. was dope. What was that class? I don't it know. Was, it was communication, some some kind of communication. I think it was one of those. It was one of the. It was either intercultural communications or like gen, I, I think, think it was gender communications, I think right? It was, no, I never took gender. I think it was intercultural. Okay. I never took gender communication. So yeah, it had to be intercultural. Dang, that's wild. I remember that. But yeah, it is wild because I don't remember. Ugh, man. <laughs> hey, I remember I really though, saying, it was a blur for me. <laughs> hey, this nigga, I remember in that class, bro, class would have been started for like 15 minutes or whatever. The teacher's already talking. We get stuff together. And here comes Jerome walking into class with food, sweating, loud, sorry, I'm late, sitting down. And you wasn't like trying to be rude, but you was just like trying to get all your bearings together. And dude, yeah. sweating, got food. You can tell you was in a yeah. rush and everything, bro. Like, that was, well, was hilarious, coming from the teach office, So it was like, <laughs> it was a hike. But then I was hungry, so I was like, well, you know what? Might as well, you know, kill two birds with one song. Bro, this dude coming there dressed in sweat, dog. And everybody's yeah. just like, and... Like, Dr. Payne wasn't even mad or anything. She's like, hey, it's good to yeah, see you, cool. And then just kept talking and kept she going. Knew, she knew my struggle, man. <laughs> hey, man, that was hilarious, yo. Good. Yeah. Was, you were sweating, like, so if people aren't familiar with the WKU campus, this class yeah. was up in what uh, called Cherry Hall at the top of the hill. And we say top of the hill because campus was basically built on the hill. And to go up to, like, buildings like Cherry Hall and uh, what else was up there? Uh, Cherry Hall... <laughs> I don't the, all the little planetarium building. Yeah, planetarium. Pretty much Whatever all the classes on top of the hill. Yeah, most yeah. of the academic classes. So people would say, yeah, I'm up on the hill. I got a class on the hill at night. And I stayed in Zacharias, which is at the bottom of the hill, literally the whole other opposite side. And Jerome's doing mm -hmm. PMT wasn't that far from mine. It's just that mine was like all the way at the bottom. And there would be times I'm like, you know what? The weather's nice. I'm not going to catch the shuttle. I'm just going to walk to class. And my ass and walked all the way up to Cherry. I get there drenched in sweat. <laughs> and no. I never forget, I'd go into my English class and I hated that English. The doctor said to hey, she was whack as hell. She was from Czech Republic <laughs> or something like a Hungary. She, but she had a thick accent teaching us English because yeah. nobody understand her. And I remember I walked in class drenched in sweat and she said, William. And I don't, obviously, I don't know her accent. She's like, William. Would you play basketball? And somebody be like, well, that's racist. You just assume he's playing basketball. <laughs> but that'd be Brother the first Swift. thing you that's, that's, that's it. Bruh, man, what a, that was a, that was a You see a nigga sweat, he was hooping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A nigga sweat, he must have been hooping. Yeah. Hey, bro, man, that was a different time to be alive. Bro. I didn't really, I didn't really have any bad professors, though, man. I'm trying to think of, yeah, I mean, it was, 
She was the I'm worst. Pro- she was the worst professor I had. She, we, our final Ooh. for that semester. She, it was English. Um, whatever the last English class we had to take, so like English three hundred probably 300, or something like that. Because yeah, you know, you, I think you only had to take up to three hundred, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yep. it was English three hundred, and she, our final for this class was a paper that we had to type, of course. But she t- made us put the paper on a, a on a blank CD, and I remember. We was like, what do, you, what do you mean? She said, I want it on a, uh, she said, I want it on a DVD. We said, what do you mean you want our paper on a DVD? And so Isaiah was in his class with me. He, so he said, so we type, we type up the paper on the laptop. And she goes, yes. And then she goes, or your computer, whichever one. He said, okay, yeah, laptop or computer. So we type it up, we finish it. And then you want us to put it on a, D, a blank DVD? She said, yes, the same way you do music, put your paper on there. We're like, that. you can't do that. You, you wow. can't put a paper. And she said, you better or you're going to fail the final. So we was like, I guess we just drag it over. So I remember us just dragging it over onto a DVD and turning it in. And we all ended up passing and getting like A's and B's and stuff. So I don't understand what the hell she was talking about. But this know, woman was weird as hell and difficult to deal with. And that was the worst professor, the worst yeah. professor I ever had. Yeah, I can't even think, man. Like, what's over there building? Oh, I did. Uh, I did have one. Over there, bro? Who? No, that's my son, man. Oh. He's, <laughs> oh. he's behind Sorry. me, just playing. Oh. Like, you know, because he knows I'm doing something, so he's got to be right up under me. Yeah. No, he's, he's uh. He don't give a damn. You know, <laughs> I think he's playing with Play-Doh or something. I don't know what he's behind me. No, but who's you saying you the worst professor you had? I can't remember his name, but it was um. What was it? Cultural studies or something. It was an elective, but he would show up late. We'd be in class, and he'd come in 20 minutes late. And then I remember one time I asked him a question about a project or something, and he was just like, can you just, can you please just not ask me? I, I really just want to go home. I was like, damn. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you can get, like, what's your grade? I'm like, I think I have a B. He's like, you, you, you got the B. No lie, that might be the uh, kind of professor that I would be because I ain't got all the energy to be, especially yeah. depending on what class it is. Like, if it's one of those general studies that yes, don't nobody yeah. really give a damn about, like, come on, bro, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna take it seriously. Because I had a teacher from one of them social studies classes. Uh, he lives in Tennessee. He lives like 35 oh, minutes, man. 35, 40 minutes away, and it didn't yeah. matter what the weather was. He sent us an email. Hey guys, don't fret. I'm gonna make it to class on time, so I'm not canceling. Don't worry. We're like, bro, just cancel this shit. It's a it's blizzard going on outside. <laughs> and he was an asshole. Like the books that we had for the class, he wrote them. Like he wrote the books that we were using. Yeah, like his oh, name was on the back shit. of the book. Nicholas oh, L. Crawford. He was the worst oh, guy. Man. I hated him, bro. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I never understood the professors that think they have to make the work unnecessarily hard. Like, what's your point? Uh, I, I really don't know. I think it's a pride thing, honestly. I it's think it's be. one of those things where it's like, you're not gonna be smarter than me. You're not gonna outsmart me, and to ensure that I'm gonna make this class pretty fucking hard, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make it impossible. Professors, so from working in higher education, I have learned that professors are some of the biggest and most entitled assholes out there. They are just, they think that they own the campus. And like, I don't work in academia. 
So when they come in there, I have wrote all these books for this university. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, I mean, you know, it is. I mean, I always go to those who can't do teach. So I mean, right? I don't know. I don't know if it was your dream to be a professor. I don't know. But I mean, bro, I'm not they are just the biggest. The they're the most I mean, annoying yeah. assholes out there. Like, there's. Like, just from my experiences working in, like, event planning and all that, when I got to deal with professors, mm-hmm. professors and people that work in housing and Greek life, like, people that work in housing aren't usually assholes, but they are trying to do, like, 20 million things at once. So right. they're trying to do all these things, so they don't respond to emails. They're very usually housing folk be unorganized, or they're, they're all over you all the time. They'll email you at 4 p.m., and then they'll call you, call you at 10 after four saying, hey, well, I don't know if you saw my email. I'm like, bro, give me a chance to answer the damn email. Let me look, man, like that. <laughs> like, bro, man, people in higher ed are just, just checking back around to this email I sent you. I'm like, bro, at least give me 24 hours. Like, I think, in my oh. opinion, I think that you sh- everyone, you should give everybody at least two business days to respond to an email. I think that's I think that's reasonable as hell. Like there's times I come into work and I have 139 emails and I still yeah. got to make the schedule for my staff and I'm supervising mm-hmm. 40 college students and people are just gonna drop by for random meetings to ask questions that's gonna take it yeah. take away from me and don't think that I'm gonna sit here and work through my lunch because I'm gonna take my lunch and go to the gym. I'm not oh, yeah. one of those that's I'll never be the person oh. I didn't have time for lunch. No fuck that. I got time for lunch, my nigga. Get out of here. And so for me, I'm like, everyone should get at least two business days. And I was having this conversation with uh, a friend of a friend, and uh, well, a friend's significant other, and she just thought that I was absurd and rude as hell. (laughs) Because you wanted a a lunch break? No, she thought I was rude because she said that you shouldn't take two business days to respond to an oh, email. Oh, okay. I'm like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? That's my constitutional right. Man. That's, but that don't make, it still don't make sense to me. I think everyone deserves two business days. Like, you don't know yeah. what someone's got going, going on. You don't know if I was out of the office on Monday. I could have been sick right. on Monday. Right. But she just thought that I was uh, unprofessional. If I didn't want to, uh, if I didn't respond to an email in less than two days, I'm like, well, I'm sorry for yeah. you, but I know how to separate uh, work from home. <laughs> right. I'm all about, I'm all about work-life balance, bro. Right, exactly. That's that's my biggest thing. Um, Cause you know, like I said, I'm a manager at the store now, and they be wanting you to do open and close and all that, and I'm like, listen, like I have two kids, I got a wife, and I got a family. It's like I'm gonna take those days. And right. you're going to have to restaff, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it's draining, bro. I mean, you're talking 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day? Nah, fuck bro. that, bro. That's, nah. that's exhausting, yo. Yeah, and, and we're talking about customer service and sales, so you ooh, know. Ooh, that's you know stressful, yo. <laughs> you know, and then on top of that, your emails, trainings, and if you know anything about the cell phone world, there's always some shit going on. There's always something new every day. And someone's always mad. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I've been dealing with that all my life where, you know, why is my bill like this? Like, I don't know. Shit. (laughs) What did you do? Like, I I ain't in charge of your bill, bro. Yeah, man. Come on. I mean, it's in my job description, but they don't know that. Like, (laughs) that bill. 
happens. Yeah, I don't know what happens, but. like yeah, I, and you see, that's why, like, where I used to work back in Florida, um, we had a good thirty people that left in one calendar year, like thirty people from one department that left because there was a lot of people that didn't respect work-life balance. They thought that right. they'll they'll tell you it's our first one uh corporate. Uh, industry term that I hate the most is all hands on deck. That shit is annoying yeah. as hell. Yeah. And they're like, guys, yeah. come on, this weekend we're all hands on deck. And they'd expect you to come in on Friday at 7 a.m. and stay there until 10 p.m. that night. And then turn around, they wanted me to come back the uh, Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. So I'm there from 7 till 10 p.m only to come back at 5 a.m. and be there until about 1 p.m. on that Saturday. And yeah. and and uh and then they tell you that you can take off, you can use those hours to not come in another day, but it has to be this week. You can't save it. I'm like, so now you're also telling me when I can take that day. Yeah. But nigga, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to save this day for Labor Day weekend so I can get a four-day weekend instead of a right. three-day weekend, right. bro. But yeah, yeah, like, and so I'm all the way, like, that typical like millennial when it comes to work life balance, bro. Like y'all niggas yeah. ain't y'all niggas ain't gonna make me go crazy, bro. I don't exactly. make enough. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that because mental health plays a part in it too. Right. It's it's work life balance. People who try to make it bad, they're the most toxic kind of people that I don't want to work for. Right. It's and they like, make you, you feel know, bad for it too. They make you feel bad right. for wanting to separate just, work in nope. your personal I life. I don't care. <laughs> Like yeah, drone lazy, all right. I mean, <laughs> be a lazy worker than a bad father. So I mean, I mean, you damn right. You know. <laughs> hey, that's a great. That's a great quote, bro. That that would be good on a book. Rather be a lazy worker uh, well, than a bad lazy, father. Lazy according to them. No, I know lazy, what you mean. No, but, I know what you yeah. mean. But either way yeah. it goes, like that's a fire ass quote, though. Yeah. Put I mean, that underdog. Oh, what Shaq say? Underdog. Put that on the t shirt. Yeah, underdog. Put that on <laughs> barbecue chicken. <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. But they Yo, would like. The but that's the best show on TV, man. By the way. Oh, that's the best. First of all, that's definitely sports. the best show in sports. There. How many times do you want to skip watching? You only care about watching the basketball game. Sometimes you want to watch no, the yeah. NBA. I always check to make sure it's on TNT. Don't really care about the game, and then I just for the halftime, and then of course after the game's over, like those four do. They just they're man. Never seen anything like it, bro. It was already great before Shaq got there, and then it just got yeah, even exactly. better. And who has – so can you name anyone who has better chemistry in sports? Not even just in sports media, but even, like, teammates, coach player. Like, who has better chemistry than inside the NBA? Like, I think – I think Nobody. after – the only people that could be close to it, I think Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan had great chemistry. After, but yeah. they still after inside the NBA. I can't really think of anybody else in sports. Period. I think I think uh, you're talking about sports and sports shows, right? Yep. I think uh, Stephen A. and Max Kellerman are good. Oh yeah, I think they're good. They, I think for me, they just get on my nerves sometimes, and I well, like yeah. I like I like both of them. But mm. so many of the ESPN shows are just them yelling and arguing over each yeah. other. So right. that's why yeah. I'll. I, like, my favorite show on ESPN is probably NBA The Jump because, like, Rachel Nichols and them. Do you ever watch that? Every once in a while. I like Jalen Rose. So, that's the one with Jalen, right? No, Jalen, he, no, he's oh, more okay. on uh, – he's on 
he's on Get Up a lot. The one that comes out in the morning with Greenberg. But it just annoys me hearing Stephen A and Kellerman yelling and arguing all the time. But I will say there are times where they're hilarious. Like when Stephen A be trying to get under the Cowboys fans' nerves yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I love that shit, but I just I'm but not yeah. a fan of the debate shows. I'm a fan of the conversation shows. Conversation, yeah. But I like, but you know what? I do respect the hell out of Stephen A. Smith, man. I mean, oh, hell yeah. Cause some of the shit, like you just sit down and watch interviews with him. Like he keeps it. Like I don't agree with everything, obviously, right. but one thing I will say is that he's honest. He's honest yeah. about himself. He knows yeah. when he, you know, when he fucks up. And I mean, just you know, black man from Queens, now the highest paid. You know, ESPN smoking now. So, and we've seen him like that. come up. We've seen him like, cause I remember yeah. in high school when he had that show on ESPN called uh, "Quite Frankly" with yeah, Stephen A. I remember that. And I he's, mean, uh, bro, I mean, he's yeah. come. Uh, no, no, no. That was his own show. Quite frankly, when it was back when we was in high school, and then after that, he started doing like little guest spots oh, on, um, yeah, on yeah, First yeah. Take. But that was before when First Take. I think it was called Cold Pizza back then. When okay. uh, Stephen A used to get, and then Stephen A was like the guest host that will always be on there with Skip. And then they realized, like, oh shit, Skip and Stephen A are good so, together. And then that's yeah. when they brought Stephen A on there and whatnot. Then Fox offered Skip all that money, which mm. I'm not a fan of Skip Bayless whatsoever. So I was happy when Skip Bayless left. It's, I would love to watch Shannon Sharp on Fox, but I just cannot watch Skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I mean, his, his hate. For LeBron is just, I, I it's just crazy. He's like it's, it's, it's borderline insanity. Like, dude, yeah. come on, bro. It's I weird mean, to have such a vendetta against one person. No matter what they do, you find no a way to criticize do. them. It's one thing where where you can't where you like critique somebody or you're just like you know. Mm-hmm. But he, mm-hmm. the way he just to me, it it seems like it's personal. It seems personal. Yeah, that's happens. what I'm saying. It's like, what did this man do to you? And the funny thing is, LeBron never really mentions him, so it's like, Bruh, it's got to be something. Never. Then I remember when the MJ documentary came out, and um, I would read some of Skip's tweets, and it all evolved around LeBron. It's like, are you gonna say anything about this documentary that doesn't include LeBron? Like, oh, LeBron, so I hope weird. you watched part one. I hope you saw how MJ <laughs> did. I'm like, bro, are you are you okay? Like, after this time, bro, my nigga LeBron has been in the league for 17 years, bro, and I don't think I've ever heard him mention Skip Bayless' name. And for me, that's that's the way I try to tell people to handle criticism when it comes from a person that literally means nothing to them. That's how, like, I unfollow Skip Bayless on Twitter when I was in undergrad. I was, I, I remember I was following him, and I'm like, bro, I don't like anything this dude stands for. I really don't like his opinion on anything. He seems so hateful, and he's just there for shock value. Why am I following this nigga? It's almost like reality TV when, oh, you know how reality TV, they all hate each other, yet they still always at dinner together and at parties together. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. I hate you, I'm not going to have anything to do with your ass, bro. I'm not sitting at the table with you. Right, and that's why... And it makes me happy that LeBron doesn't even mention his name because now with social media, when someone you don't like, for some reason you follow them and you retweet everything they say and argue with them. I'm like, bro, if you mean nothing to me and I disagree with you, 
I'm not gonna even and, and whatever you're saying is filled with hate. I'm not gonna interact with you like that because LeBron knows if I LeBron knows if I mention Skip Bayless, that's just gonna oh, help Skip Bayless out. Like yeah. Skip Bayless it's, is gonna get even more ratings. And it's funny because yeah. one day, who what uh, was it? Uh, Rich Eisen was uh you know Rich Eisen that used to be on ESPN he's got his own like he's big time with uh I think CBS uh radio and podcasting and mm. all of that or NBC because he's always he always does uh Sunday night uh NFL Sunday night and stuff like hosting the pregame and the halftime show okay. and all that but like yeah. he's a very like logical down to earth person he's not all shock value like how some of them are and yeah. it was I think it was like I can't remember what it was a basketball player and Skill Bayless was basically trying to start an argument with him and all that. And he hadn't mm-hmm. and the basketball player hadn't said nothing yet, but Rich Eisen came on there and said, he said, This is usually what they all do. They say something that's a lot of shack value to get people's attention. Then it gets the main person's attention, and now they get you to be mad and argue. Then they invite you onto the show to argue with them mm-hmm. so their ratings can get higher. And no lie, within 24 hours, Skip Bayless was saying, come on to the show and let's talk about this. <laughs> Bro, it didn't take no time, man. I just, I don't have the energy for people like that, bro. I can, like, yeah. he just, Talk like, that's, and for me, that's all, that's, it's almost starting to become what uh Kendrick Perkins is becoming. Do you ever watch Kendrick Perkins on ESPN? No, but I do follow him on Twitter. He be saying some wild shit, man. And, like, he used to, and when he, but when he first started on ESPN, he was like a little low key. He wasn't like trying to say all this shock value shit. And then it's almost like, is it because now you notice that the louder you get and the more ignorant shit you say, you get more attention? And I'm yeah, like, bro, that's so that's so disappointing. Like, are you doing this just to get the reaction? Because yeah. same thing with Max Kellerman. When I heard Max Kellerman in other interviews, like when I saw him on Jesus and Mero and a couple, and I think he was on Sway and a couple other places. He was like, he was so chill. He was cool. I was like, man, I really like this dude. But then yeah. when you hear him on ESPN and arguing, it's like, this nigga just say shit just to say it. Like when he <laughs> said, he said he'll take Kawhi Leonard over Kobe Bryant any day of the week. And yeah. this was before, and that was before Kawhi even won the championship with Toronto. It was like, bro, what yeah. are you talking about, dog? Like, yeah, those, uh, I hate those arguments, man. Like, who would be better and who would, do, it's like, yo, it's, Stop it. Like that's just to me a waste of breath because it's never gonna happen. Are we ever so gonna be done gonna... with the LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan arguments, bro? We never. ever gonna be no. done with those? No, no. That's just exhausting, never. yo. No. <laughs> that never. shit is exhausting, bro. Like, we we're never gonna I don't even think I've ever I think I've had the argument like a few times, but put on my uh after a while it's like it's never gonna happen. Cause, and then people get hella angry about it and want to fight over that shit. And yeah. it's just not even fun anymore. Remember those conversations used to be fun. Yeah. Chuck said it best, man. He's like, there's literally be an argument. Michael Jordan was the best player in the league in his day. Kobe had his time. Now LeBron. So it is what yep. it is. Like, and when they, and when they have those the, arguments, the, the, uh, same goes with who? Yeah. No, I didn't say was, uh, but when they have those arguments and stuff and they talk about LeBron or so-and-so would have never been able to play back in this time or this day, I'm like, y'all yeah. do know that everything evolves. Yeah. So 
if LeBron was born in that time, why wouldn't you think he was able to play in that time? Just like if Michael Jordan, or or the, the same way they say Larry Bird right. isn't athletic enough to play today. If Larry Bird was born in 1993, he would be the greatest player of this generation, dog. Like he would, a matter of fact, he would probably be. He yeah. would be. He would be Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, probably, if he was uh, born in 1993. Hey, that's a. That's a bad man. Bruh, but it's just, so that's why, like, when you try to compare these generations and eras, it's so stupid. It literally yeah, doesn't make I agree. sense. And that's why I yeah. just kind of, I don't even engage in the conversation. I'll be like, all right, man, that's, it's an old beat up yeah. conversation, man, that we're never going to, never going to see, so. Right, and instead of trying to, instead of celebrating one athlete, they always find some way to diss another athlete. Oh, like, yeah. Why can't we just show love to all of the athletes, bro? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, here's the thing, man. It's media. It's, you know, that's their job. Their job is right. to dig. Their job is to create entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like, they pick people against each other. I think I saw that, um, you know, Nas came out with his album, and I guess Jay-Z dropped the song with Pharrell. But yeah. Well, actually, Pharrell, actually, Pharrell dropped the song with Jay-Z. Well, so it wasn't no, even no, Jay-Z's yeah, so song. Here's my point. So here's my I point. know where you're getting so, at, but, yeah. Yeah, they try to say, man, isn't it ironic that, you know, uh, Jay-Z keeps dropping shit on, on the same day as you, Nas, and all this, and Nas is like, honestly, I didn't even notice it. Like, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> right. me, me and him are homies now. Like, it's like, why are y'all trying to create this? Like, I just think we live in a society where everything has to be negative. You know what I'm saying? The, like, everything. The 24 hour news cycle has killed so much. Like, because, yeah. because now they're trying to fill time up. Now they're, instead of trying to fill four hours every night or six hours every night, now they're trying to fill 24 hours. And so. Yeah. Instead of just letting shit happen and just having the stories that you want to have, you feel like, oh, shit, we got to do this. I have to do this. And when you feel desperate to fill up time and just to drop whatever, shit's going to be, like, weightless. It's not going to have any substance to it. It's going to be whack. It's going to be very fleeting. And that's right. what, like, new, that's what new politic news, sports news, entertainment news, that's all this celebrity gossip shit. Like, y'all, they either beat a dead horse or they just keep thinking of topics that have nothing to do with anything. I remember, like, back when Brett Favre was still playing, every August, here comes, like, they don't have nothing to talk about with football, but they talking about, so for lunch today, Brett Favre had a tuna fish. What the fuck are y'all talking about? What does his lunch say? What does his lunch say about his work ethic coming into the season? Like, what the fuck? Like, so they just trying to create stories that have nothing to do with anything, and people are... And us as humans are just getting fed it and eating it all up and eating it all up, and it doesn't make any sense. It's so many, so much shit that they talk about that doesn't make sense that it's just detrimental to pretty much our mental health. Like the fact that we care so much about this celebrity gossip, or we're willing to. I think it's weird that if let's say let's say the Lakers win the championship this year and LeBron wins the Finals MVP. If the Lakers win it and he wins a finals MVP, instead of celebrating him, there's going to be a lot of people to say, who's the best Laker of all time? Like, what does that have to do with this, bro? Like, you know they're going to start that conversation when you can't, like, 
LeBron's not even in the conversation because he's only played for the Lakers, what, two seasons. So why even ask that question? But you're only asking that question just to throw shade at him because you know the answer is going to be either Magic Johnson or Kobe Bryant. So why the fuck are you even answering that? But you already know that if he went or if the Clippers win the championship and Kawhi wins finals MVP or something, they're going to say, has he surpassed Kevin Durant and LeBron James? as the best player in the world. Like, bro, just celebrate this nigga without trying to bring someone else's, uh, without bringing someone else's uh, legend right. down. Like, it's so shitty, but you know, Name that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Or even, look, yeah. or even well, on yeah, the other hand. They gotta make news, they gotta have conversations. But to me, it's like, be more creative, bro. Like, y'all can think of something else rather than saying who's the best, like, like y'all can, Y'all get paid a lot of money for this shit. So y'all can think of something. <laughs> if I can create podcasts and have fun yeah, and shit and think of creative ass topics, then y'all can think of some creative topics. But that's the problem. Like you said, they trying yeah. to fill up time because they come on every fucking day. Like I think first take is on five days a week for like two hours a fucking day. It is. Yeah. Like two like bro, yeah. they all, talk about the same same <laughs> shit. They talk oh, about the same cowboys. LeBron and then whatever else is going on. Yeah, this year it's been include that. So LeBron you know no the Cowboys. I about to say, yeah, that's no matter what, no matter what, it's LeBron and the Cowboys. The Yankees is in there. Somehow the Knicks, when the, the Knicks Yankees, suck yeah. every year, the Knicks is gonna be in there somehow still. Uh and they'll <laughs> throw right. in and throw in there Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, they've been talking about oh, every day. Yeah. And they ask the same yeah. things. Who are the best young quarterbacks? Blah, blah. What does this mean for the black quarterback? And they ask the same right. question in like five they, they different ways. They ask the same things, but they word it differently. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo. Like, we, shut we talked up. about this yesterday, but all right. And That's I've noticed. Why, like, I watch like little, like little, you know. Uh, snippets and stuff. Segments or whatever. Little snippets yeah. on YouTube or whatever. But I can't watch a whole episode, man. I go crazy. But that is exactly me. I only watch snippets on YouTube because, like you said, man, if I sat and watch an hour of that or two hours of that, that shit, like, I'm, I, I see why niggas be angry. They Because they get angry from that show, just want to <laughs> argue all fucking day, bruh. Like, no, it's it's exhausting. So, And I've seen that even more since the uh, pandemic yeah. has started, being home a whole lot more and not having a lot to do. Yeah. So I've... So I'll have that playing in the background while I'm, while I'm uh while I'm checking emails or whatnot. So I'm checking emails and they just right. in the background yelling and arguing with the same fucking topics. And I'm like, I'm hearing a little bit, a little bit. I'm like, bro, they just talked about that at nine twelve. Why are they talking about it again at nine forty two? And then at nine fifty eight, it's the same topics. Yeah, it, it says coming up. And I'm like, <laughs> coming up. Like, you just, I thought I thought it came and it went, man. Having the same conversation. You want to know one of their top five favorite questions to ask for every sport, no matter what? What? It's who's under more pressure, LeBron oh, or Kawhi? God. Who's under more pressure, Alex Rodriguez or Derek Jeter? Who's under yep. more pressure, Kobe or <laughs> Phil Jackson? Like, God yep. dang, it's the same. Well, what would this? What would this say about his legacy? What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> he has a legacy. They Is talk LeBron... about legacy and pressure all the time. Yeah. If LeBron loses, okay, but the man been to the finals what nine times? Like that's a legacy. Can't nobody uh, else they, say they did that other than that's the weird thing, bro. Your, your legacy is solidified, and they still talking about 
what does this mean for his legacy? Like, bro, what are you talking about? He's already – he's got three championships, all these MVPs, been to the finals all these times. Yes, he has yeah. more losses than wins in the finals. So I'm not trying to say that he's, like, the best or whatever, but whatever his legacy is, you already have your mind made up. Right. You are you already have your mind made up about LeBron. So it's weird that well, they yeah. keep asking these questions like someone's you're not if you haven't you're not gonna change your mind about LeBron in year seventeen, bro. <laughs> right. Well, my thing is too, like I hate when Paul Pierce starts talking, man. Like because mm. his hate for LeBron and then I mean really all of them do. They just like, yeah, what, if he if he loses this year, then he's not I don't want to hear no more goat talk. Like what? Like, like bro. What are you talking about? You don't want to hear more goat talk. Like, I'm going to keep talking about it. I don't care. Right. That, don't that's what's weird. You didn't do it. You right. didn't do what he, he did. Like, he has, he has three championships, a uh, back-to-back in those three championships. He brought a championship to Cleveland, which ain't had that in I don't know how long, in like 40, 50, 60-something 50 years, years or whatever. Something like that. He, against, he, against the best team probably right. ever assembled well before Kevin Durant got there. So you but got to, that too. But to be honest, even before that, when they lost to the Warriors the first year, people don't talk about how Kyrie got hurt Kyrie and Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Both yes, of them was were, gone. If they were healthy, if they were healthy, that would have been – I mean, Deladova, dude, became right. the sidekick. Like, that tells you if – yeah, that tells you the magnitude of that championship, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, like we, we would have been having a different conversation. It would be a big different conversation. Like they could have, yeah. they could have easily. LeBron could easily have four championships, and that Cleveland four. team could have won two championships. Actually, they would have won back to back because they would have won that yep. year, and they would have won that in 2016. year. Twenty sixteen, and then they did that bitch ass move and got Kevin Durant, and then don't get me so started how on do that. You, how, so, what's your opinion on that? Because for me, I oh, don't. Dude. So, so hold on. So, in the basis of it, I don't care that he went there. I can, I understand his reasoning for going there. But yeah, of course. I also like so I'm not gonna hate on him for wanting to go there because everyone should want to play with better players and he talks about the ball movement and the skill level, blah blah blah. But I yeah, will say yeah, yeah. just hold on, as a pure NBA fan, as a pure NBA fan, it ruined basketball for like four years, bro. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was getting to. You went first of all, at the time you were the number two player in the in the world, okay. You went to a t- to a team that you lost to, okay? That went what seventy three and nine, okay? Right. So the best record ever. Then you go there. I mean, what did you expect? To me, yeah, that was a that was the weakest move in history. Yeah, can you respect his decision? I mean, if you want to, I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I thought it was a it was a snake move but that's just me that's my see opinion, i hate that when people say snake like i just I, I just hate that part when people call it a snake move it, it was like, kind of the way he did it because the way he did it bro the way he did i think it, it was more of a cheat code i think well so for me i think when it comes to sports there's no loyalty in sports so for me i don't true. care it doesn't bother me that he didn't let russell westbrook know blah 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 maybe it is well, shitty but here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing okay you didn't let him know, fine. But when you tell him that you're not going anywhere, that to me is a snake move. If I sit up but here, we're on the same that, thing. Yes. Because I so feel like there's a, a lot of stuff. I feel like a lot of stuff has got lost in translation over the years. And I don't all know if I'm he saying, actually said that. All I'm saying is, well, my thing is this. Russell Westbrook confirmed it. And, of course, inside sources confirmed it. Oh, uh, yes. Westbrook actually Kevin said, Durant, said that. 
Yeah. And then the next day, he finds out that, yeah, he's going to Golden State. So it's that's just, why I say that's a snake move. That's all That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I feel you. So for me. He's a hell of a ball player. I, you know, it's Kevin Durant. But I just think that was a weak, weak move. For me, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, it's a snake move or anything. But just, at, like I said, as a fan, I'm just disappointed. Because it kind of, it took the fun. It took the fun out of this shit. Yeah. Because you knew, you knew no matter what. That you even knew. if and you knew no matter what with Cleveland, they could fight to get there and they had players on their team. But even them wasn't a match for the Warriors, bro. Like, like you know, the Warriors were so good that the Rockets had so many chances. And the Warriors didn't even have Andre Iguodala in that year where the Rockets should have won, but they still was able to like low-key easily beat them without Iguodala. And we're not going to act like Iguodala isn't a big part of their team. That's a huge part of their team. And people act like he wasn't nothing. Yeah, he won final but, MVP the first year. So, but yeah. it, just, it just took the fun out of it because you knew yeah. it was going to be the Warriors no matter mm-hmm. what. And they dominated so easily. They didn't have to play that mm-hmm. hard during the re- – it made the regular season not be so fun because you knew no matter what you knew the Warriors what, yeah. was going to dominate in the playoffs. Like – and so yep. I, I get it, cause but don't you also think that Kevin Durant going to Golden State is kind of a product of this culture that all oh, they talk about rings, rings, rings. They make it they they invalidate a career if he doesn't have oh, rings. Like I they think, act like Charles Barkley is a joke because he doesn't have rings. Charles Barkley is probably a top three power yeah. forward of all yeah. time. And they disregard yeah. this nigga because he don't like Shaq is always on our talking about you ain't got no rings. Like, okay, but, <laughs> yeah, but guess what? Crazy. If Chuck, but guess what? If Charles Barkley, I swear, if Charles Barkley had Kobe Bryant by his side, Charles well, would yeah. have three rings also. He like, rings. Yeah. He <laughs> rings. And that's why that's where that's when Charles always says, like, yeah, man, if I was tugging on Kobe Bryant's coattail, and yeah, Dwayne Wade, would he be classic? That's why yeah. uh, Shaq be getting all sensitive about that shit. Yeah, Shaq be getting mad, bro. I love that shit. He be like, yo, look at this, Chuck. You ain't got this. I'm like, oh, yo, when they, got, when they argue, bro, it's like, It's the yeah. best, bro. You can tell that they are actually, that they actually love each other for real. Because oh they God, argue, yeah. we, they be pissing each other off. Best of friends, bro. Like, they, yo, they be, <laughs> and then Kenny just be sitting there like, oh. But have you noticed though? To be honest, Kenny is the most sensitive on there. He gets like he be taking shit really? to heart way more. Yes, bro. So, so every once in a while, bro. Every once in a while, like I'll get real high and get on YouTube and watch the greatest uh, moments from inside the NBA over like yeah, the last thirty years, bro. Yeah. So I'll be watching I'll this shit. That. And when you watch different episodes and shit, when they making fun of Kenny, he be taking Ooh. some of this shit to heart and get sensitive. Like there was one episode. When uh, it, this was back way before even Shaq was on there, and Magic Johnson used to co-host all the time with them. So mm-hmm. it was the night that uh, Charles Barkley got, uh, Reggie Miller got his jersey retired. So then they showed highlights okay. from when Charles Barkley got his jersey retired, and then they showed highlights yeah. from when Magic got his retired. And so yeah. Kenny said, "I know where this is going." And so they brought out the clothesline, the Kenny Smith Rockets jersey, told me they returned it. <laughs> And then it was messed up because it was a Tracy McGrady Houston jersey, and they taped Kenny Smith over it. <laughs> but he was getting all serious. So I worked hard for this, and like he was joking a little. But you can still tell that he yeah, was he being was a little serious. Yeah, yeah he and he, he does that a lot. So I promise you, if you just watch it when they're making fun of okay. everybody, like yeah, Chuck I gotta is, go back. Chuck is the one that can take the jokes the easiest. Chuck, oh yeah, no, like, he's, Chuck, Chuck knows how to take a joke. Yeah, Chuck yeah, and Ernie, Chuck but. Ernie. But they Shaq are, but is the you, most sensitive. <laughs> no, I promise you, I think it's I think it's Kenny the most sensitive, then Shaq, bro. 
I promise yeah, I you. Because, you know, because Shaq, because think about it. Shaq wants to bring people to laugh at him. Like, think about those times where he's gotten Kenny to push him into the Christmas tree on yeah, national TV. Yeah. Like, and, like, almost all those stuff, when he gets when he gets hit or falls or something, he tells them, hey, do this to me first. Like, he always just randomly has the idea okay. or whatnot, yes. and then they do it. So he doesn't have a problem with that. But I promise you, it's levels. It's Chuck the best, has the easiest with it. But the best one, the best, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, is um, oh, I've seen every highlight, bro. get the talk. When Shaq they get the talk because Chuck took up all the time. Yeah. And he was like, "Boy, it's supposed to go." What did he say? It's supposed to go one, two, three, not one, two, back to one. Yeah, he said it's supposed to be one, two, three, not one, two, back to one. Like Shaq be getting mad, bro. Yeah, bro, Ernie was losing it, bro. He got mad, bro. He's like, "Don't do it, man. Don't do it." But if you notice, also they don't fuck with Ernie. That Ernie's the Godfather, bro. They don't fuck no, with Ernie too much. Ernie, Ernie, Ernie got a mouth on him too, bro. Like Ernie got jokes too. Like don't, <laughs> don't try Ernie, man. Doc, I was just thinking the other day as well that I didn't realize Shaq has been on her almost 10 years now. He got on her, yeah, I think, I in 2012. Yeah, I know. That's bro, time crazy. is moving by fast as shit, dog. <laughs> try having kids, man. That's it's time move by faster and faster. Man, he's about to be five, bro. Damn, that's five. That's crazy. Yeah. When's five he turn five? November. That's crazy as hell, bro. Yeah, man. It's like, damn, where does the time go? <laughs> bro, time really don't wait on nobody. That's what I'm saying, man. If 20s taught us anything, that time don't wait on anybody and death takes anybody. Because I thought Kobe well, Brown was going to live forever, bro. <laughs> that, that's, how, that's another way that you know you're getting older when all the people that you grew up, like, really watching, being entertained by and being inspired by start passing away. Like, that shit is weird, oh, yo. Yeah. When, you, when you start living longer than when you're still here on Earth but your heroes aren't, like, it starts getting weird. Just And not even yeah. just death. Just I was talking with a friend the other day watching, be, uh, watching NBA all my life and seeing all our favorite players that we grew up watching retire the Chris Webbers, the Shaqs, the Kevin Garnett, D-Wade. Like, bro, when LeBron retires, that's going to be the sh- – when LeBron – when the NBA doesn't have LeBron, D-Wade, Carmelo, Chris Paul, like, none of them. That's, and Shoot, even Dwight Howard. Like, all them niggas we've been watching yeah. for 15 years is going to be gone. On, man. Yeah. That's I remember when so the, strange. I remember when D-Wade was doing the T-Mobile commercials, man, when he was a kid. Young with Chuck. Bro, like, him and Chuck doing the T-Mobile commercials, bro. <laughs> like people see, kids don't know that. He's a damn kid, man. Is T-Mobile still around? Yeah, that's who I work for. Oh shit! I thought T-Mobile. Sh- no, didn't. What was it? Uh, Sprint. Oh yeah, Sprint. Sprint and T and T had that merger, or is it T-Mobile and Sprint? T-Mobile and Sprint, yeah. Because I remember there was a lot of the they was trying to block it and stuff, talking about how that's. I mean, I can understand when you get all these big ass companies coming together, it's gonna make a monopoly and make everything, yeah. and then they can make the price whatever they want, and niggas won't be able to afford it, and you ain't yeah. got no other options or whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, no, nah, I remember them Charles Barkley and D Wade T Mobile commercials, bro. Mm. That was back yeah, that in the was day, like 05, bro. 06. Damn, it was. Man, yeah. That was, yeah, between like 06 and 07 back in the day, bro. Like it's. It's just weird when you look back because when you're in the moment, time doesn't feel like it's moving that fast. But when you look back, you look, you realize like, damn, mm-hmm. it went like 2010, the 2010s went by really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. I was, yeah, man. 
Oh, and, so look, what was you doing? What was you doing ten years ago? So what was you doing August August thirty first, two thousand ten? What was you doing? Uh, I mean, I just became a <laughs> kappa. Yeah. So yeah, and then I had my apartment. So I think I was just getting ready for school. <laughs> was, was that yeah. when you had that apartment over by Walmart? Yeah, yeah. On uh, was that Morgantown Road? Old or, Morgantown Road. Yeah, yeah, old Morgantown. So. The old Bowling Green yeah. days, nigga. <laughs> I think. Oh, so that was when I had first moved to the Gables. That's when you moved to the Gables. Oh, because that when summer when I started going. That's yeah. when I had that rough ass summer. Remember that crazy ass roommate yeah. that I had? <laughs> yeah, bro. That was. Hey. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Hey, hey, uh, Chicken and Liquor World, I got to tell you a story about this crazy roommate. Jerome was there during those days. He remembers. He remembers that crazy roommate I had. Uh, I'm not going to say her name. Let's just say her name rhymes with Behexis. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Behexis, she was scary as hell to room with. I remember, Jerome, do you remember I saying you this story? We'd walk out the room and she's in her bathroom standing in the mirror rapping like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, and she yeah, would be going... That. She'd be going word for word rapping Nicki Minaj. And we would be sitting there saying her name, Behexis, Behexis. And she would not acknowledge us whatsoever. And we would just leave. We started having to lock our doors at night because we were scared. One day she came out of the bathroom talking about, did y'all hear that? We're like, what? Did y'all hear that noise? We're like, no, what noise? Oh my God, it's happening again. We're like, hold on, what, what's happening? Oh, well, you know, my mother is in the CIA, and sometimes she sends me these triggers to let me know that our cover has been blown. And we're sitting there like, bro, what the hell? We were so scared, yo. It was me, uh, Tiff, Tiffany was there, and uh, Eric. We was all sitting there, and we're like, bro, what the fuck? Like, we was genuinely, bro, I was genuinely scared. She's like, yeah, okay, oh, my God. So she, went, she goes get her phone. She picks up her phone, and she's on her, got the phone to her ear. She's like... Nine, sixer, seven, Z, X, four. And she sent all these numbers and letters. And she said, okay, all right, I'll be waiting. And she puts the phone down. And then she doesn't say anything. She just goes on with the regular conversation. And so we're like, hey, can we have a talk about what just happened? Like, what did you just... Can we just talk about this? Like, what just happened? Can we not that you just... Oh, man. That's no, it was hilarious. so scary. So she goes, well... Sometimes we have to move around because people are looking for my mother since we're in the CIA. And I'm like, and so I'm like, I'm not trying to make fun of her because she can be telling the truth and I don't want to take no chances, bro. I mean, and, yeah, I mean. And she's like, we've had to move several times. I'm like, oh, so are we safe? And she said, I'll let you know. So we just sitting there like drinking, having a talk and stuff. And about, let's say 10, 15 minutes pass, she looks out the window. She's looking out the blinds, peeking. Okay, we're good, guys. Don't worry. We're like, what? She said, don't worry. We're good. I said, um, okay. And that moment I knew I gotta get the hell out of here. We have got to move. That was a hey, was you, Will that was knew. that was a rough ass. But remember, we was out, man, we was out playing hide and seek with like 20 yeah, folk and shit. Yeah. We used to I go heard, to the campus and play. Bro, it'd yeah, be like that. 20 or 30 of us playing manhunt used to over be in the entire What was it? Us and the deltas and all them. Yep. Because remember, summertime in Bowling Green, nigga, wasn't nobody there, bro. That nobody. city was, oh, yeah. uh, that city was awful. That was, that was, that was a fun summer, though. That was a good it summer. was. 
That was that. I think it was that summer that I started cooking all the time. Cause remember, y'all used to yeah, come over barbecuing and shit. Yeah, bruh, we used to barbecue all the time. Me, you, and the uh, and and the white boss. Remember the white boss yeah. be out there barbecuing with us. Our boy, uh, my boy Jacob, that worked at the gym with me. He used to come over there. You remember if I saw you a picture, bruh? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, but I remember every Friday night he used to go over there. Me, you, and Chris get on that uh, tequila. Because, <laughs> yep, I see him around campus early that day. He was like, hey, we drinking tequila. Yep. Jerome was my first tequila partner. It was my first, the first person I knew that fucked with tequila like me, bro. We've been on this tequila uh, for a long time. <laughs> yo, remember when we got, remember we got so drunk, we did the uh, the dance to beat it? Was it beat it? You I think that? it was. No, we was, no, I think, wasn't that when we, we was high as hell in my living room? I, I don't and remember, we was listening I, to all the yeah. It was right after yeah. my birth. It was right before my birthday because you can't. Yeah. This nigga came up with a bottle of Jack Daniels and some weed. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he had some yep. Jack Daniels. He said, "Hey, happy birthday, my niggas!" It's for I have the birthday, niggas. <laughs> yep. And I had all that. I had a bunch of like food for my birthday and our spaghetti and cake and shit. Mm. And we was in there. Li- Nigga, we was in there listening to Michael Jackson and Asley Brothers for like two hours in the kitchen. Yeah. Smoking and yep. eating cake and doing spaghetti. <laughs> and doing dances and shit. Yeah, bro. That and was, that, was and shit. Yeah. that was a good time, man. And that was like a random Thursday at like 7 p.m. Yeah. on a Thursday. Yeah, I think we were just, yeah, I think we just like, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> Bruh, that's my how yeah. things change in 10 years. So, 10 years, man. 10 years ago, did you see yourself? Where you are now, like if Fuck so, man. hold on. So if you could, what if you could go back? What would you tell yourself ten years ago? The ten, ten what twenty four year old Jerome? What would you tell yourself? Man, take take life more seriously. Really, Word. take it more tell, seriously. I Cherish would tell this myself, take, Yeah, my bad. <laughs> No, no, you could. Yeah. No, yeah, no, you're right. Cherish, cherish the moment that you're in. Like, mm-hmm. it's not to say just to sit there and be like, "Oh my God, we'll never have this moment again." But just enjoy right. the moment instead of constantly thinking about the next moment. And right. now with social media, it's so easy to do that because mm-hmm. social media kind of makes us we put people on the back burner in a sense now, where we're scared to kind of we're scared to say, to commit to plans because we're always thinking something better is going to happen. So I might commit to like, yeah, I'm hanging out with Jerome Friday. And then I'm scared that someone's going to hit me up on Thursday. Hey bro, me, so-and-so are going to do this tomorrow. You should come and hang with us. And now I'm like, damn, I'm already with Jerome. So now people don't want to commit because as soon as they commit to something and they decide to hang out in the house, they get on social media and everybody looks way more fun on social media. So your oh, friends yeah. can your friends post a picture at the club and they like, yeah, we turn it up, got the phone up, they taking shots. And what you don't notice is it's just them three there. And as soon as they get done <laughs> taking a picture, as soon as they get done They're taking a picture, to- they on their phones texting other people mm-hmm. that's not even with them. So you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I, I thank God we didn't have all of the social media in college like we do now. True. Like we yeah. remember back back in the day, bro, niggas, if you wanted to take pictures in the club and parties, you had to take a digital camera. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as easy to get around. But that's funny though, as you mentioned it, because sometimes when I go out with my wife's friends or whatever, we just all going out, like I shit you not, eighty percent of the time that's just snapping shit or taking pictures. Right. Like I'm like are you even enjoying yourself? Did you just come here just to, like, 
You sit down and eat. They gotta take a picture of the motherfucking plate. We right. go to the club. <laughs> they gotta snap that. I'm like, man, if you don't eat your food, you know how I know you old. You know how I know you old saying stuff yeah. like that. We taking a picture sure. of the motherfucking plate. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's true. I get it though. But it's also I'm like I get that people want to have pictures so they have the memories like years down the line. But it's like, bro. You ain't gotta bro, take you can 27 order the same pictures, hamburger, though. bro. You can order the same hamburger again, bro. Like you don't need but a picture though. Like, but it's like you're on. taking 27 pictures of the same thing. Like, calm down. Like, and you know, for me, I'm friends with with a lot of women. So when mm. I go out, I'll be so there's a lot of times where I'm either the only guy or it's one other guy, and it'd be like yep. six or seven chicks. And they just all taking pictures together the whole time. And it's like part of me is like, damn, I'm kind of left out. I can't be in the pictures. But then the <laughs> right. other part is the other part's like, why are y'all taking so many pictures, bro? Like, can we let's have fun? So I'm totally with taking some pictures, recording some shit, because I love having memories and stuff. But right. when you spend half of the time out taking pictures, exactly. record, that's my whole thing. Take your pictures, but when it's like I said, 80% of the night. You're not really conversing with anyone. It's like, Ooh. you know. Yeah, that, that's the part where, that's what I try to tell my students. They're like, y'all just, oh, y'all don't think y'all need to take pictures or record anything. I said, no, definitely do that. I said, first of all, my generation is the generation that we was in our late teens and early 20s when all this social media and picture messages and stuff popped off. So I know all about it. We was in college doing all that shit. But when it... But when you're done taking pictures and all of y'all are just sitting there with your phones in front of you and not paying attention to one another, that's where it gets fucked up. Cause I go, I've like, especially now working in, since I've been working in higher ed, like my my uh, age group of my friends has increased. So I have like friends from this like 23 up to 40 or whatnot. And I see the differences. When I'm with yeah. the, when I'm with the young 20 year olds and stuff, We'll be at a restaurant and they're just stuck in their phone. They're not paying no attention to what's going on. But when I'm with my older friends that's older than me, they are in the moment. They're not in their phones, especially especially the people, and you probably could attest to this, especially the people that are married, kids, responsibilities, that if you get a time out without your kids and stuff, you in the moment, bro. You're not stuck on Twitter. (laughs) In the moment, yeah. I don't even like... My anniversary just passed, and um, we went. We took two days to ourselves. Shout out, my nigga! Uh, happy anniversary, Black Love! Oh, Congratulations! Thank you. Shout thank out! You, thank you. He uh, married to a black gotta... woman, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, queen, black queen. Um, <laughs> but we got a hotel room for two days, and it was like we turned our phones off. Well, she kept hers on just in case. Just in case, yeah. But I took, I turned mine off, and we just. Like you said, enjoy the moment, man. Like, yeah, because you know it's back to reality. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't got time to take pictures and all this shit. It's like, I'll take one or two, but nah, I'm trying to enjoy my time, man. Because that's, I mean, that's what it is because it's not that, that's why I try to tell my young homies, I'm like, it's not that we're against taking pictures and recording because we want memories too. We trying to do all that as well. It's the part where you're just looking at your phone and not even living in a moment and conversing right. when you got all these people here trying to enjoy one another and you're going through Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever blog that you read. So it's like, bro, like we out here trying to live in a moment. And I remember I went out on a date with this chick. It was, it, it was like a couple of us though. 
and we all went out. I invited her, and we all out together. And she knew like almost everybody there, just like me. And I remember we're talking and stuff, and we're talking about like what's something that's very unattractive in somebody you're trying to date. And I mentioned, I said, it sucks that if you go out on a date with somebody and she's just stuck in her phone, like she doesn't have any type of conversation. All she does is just look at her phone. She only answers questions and never has any feedback. And I remember the girl, that chick, she was like, well, you probably don't want to date me because I ain't got nothing to talk about. I just look at my phone all day. I'm like, first, I I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the honesty. But I'm like, bro, are you serious? That's she said, I don't got nothing to talk about. She said, I am the stereotype of I'm a pretty face with a fat ass. I said, what the fuck? Hey, you know what? Own it. You know what I'm saying? Be real with yourself, girl. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But you know, but you know, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I, was, I, was, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You take advantage, Will. I'm just saying, like, you know. The, the nigga in me, bro, the nigga in me yeah. was like, you know what? what? I can't date you, but let's hang out. <laughs> let's can, yeah, you know. Yeah. I yeah, can't date you, but let's hang out for a little bit, though, Queen. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just, it's just yeah. I see the differences when I'm with the my younger friends and my older friends, though. And because people, people who have hella responsibilities and it takes a lot for them to actually get out and stuff. They take mm-hmm. advantage of it and will enjoy the moment. They appreciate but young it more. people, but not even just young people, but people who don't have all the responsibilities as like you may have. A mm-hmm. lot of times, people like me, like me, I'm I'm single, no kids. Of course, I have responsibilities, career, and all of that. But it's not the right. same as somebody that's married with kids. Right. So somebody like me, a lot of times, won't take advantage of it. And we kind of just take it for granted. You know, mm-hmm. we just be like, I get these moments all the time. I can do what I want forever or I can I can go home yeah. and take a nap instead of going out with people like my. I got a, <laughs> I got a homegirl, man. Whenever she would get a weekend without her husband or her son, boy, she mm-hmm. was ready to turn up that entire weekend. Yo. And I remember I she know. was ready. She was ready Friday night, Saturday all day and Sunday. And I remember Saturday after brunch, I'm trying to go home and take a nap. We we ain't got no time for naps. She said, we got to turn up. I'm like, bro, I'm tired here. She trying to turn up. Well, you remember my wife, Jamaica, right? Yes, I do. She don't want to be seen. <laughs> Too late, I saw you. How am I stalking you? Hey, look. Look, at, I'm on here recording, and I look like shit. So she be all right. Yeah. <laughs> See, Will even said it. He looks like shit, so you know. That means you should be comfortable enough that even if you're not looking what you consider your best, even though Jerome is still going to think that she looks great. Of course. I told her she's beautiful every day. But it ain't about what well, us men think, Jerome. It ain't about what we think. <laughs> I know. Oh, trust me. I, I know. I know. But I, I still got to say it. You know what I mean? Because that's what I think. But. What's uh, what's summertime in Minnesota like? Uh, it's beautiful, actually, man. It gets up to like 75, 80. You know what I'm saying? It's a, I mean, you know. It don't, so does it, does it get up to the 90s for real? Sometimes, yeah. You get a Dang, few but days not that often? Not that often. It ain't like oh, Atlanta. Oh, I bet summertime there is beautiful, damn. Oh, it is, dude. You get the nice little breeze. You go out on the lake or something like that. Real nice. And then their falls but, are beautiful, too. <laughs> I bet. But you know what I will say? Like, I think me living in Florida for six years, 
kind of made me where this heat in Atlanta don't bother me, bro. Oh, no. Like, this shit. Not compared to Florida, no. Because the people here be complaining all the time about, bro, it's so hot outside. And I'm like, mm. it's okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, man, they, ain't, they ain't been to Florida, South Florida. That shit's brutal. Oof. I would kind of, low-key, I would say that there's a lot of places in North Florida that's worse because it gets way more humid in North yeah. Florida and whatnot. And that humidity, because it'll be, nigga, it'll be 930 at night. And the mm. weather, and the and it's still 100 degrees at 930 at night, bro. That yeah. shit, oh, yeah. it just makes you feel dirty and disgusting. Dirty, depressed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't do it, man. So I got, and that makes me realize I got used to that shit because by probably year somewhere, somewhere in year three, it Mm -hmm. was not an issue for me at all. I didn't care. I got used to it because that first year I got there, nigga, I go to a football game. It's it's Halloween. It's October, and I'm at a football game, and it's 97 degrees. Because you got the body heat too. Dog, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm gonna wear this T-shirt, blah blah blah, and I'm. That's why when I lived in Florida, almost every picture y'all saw me on social media was in a tank top because it was hot <laughs> as hell. And I miss those days where I wore tank tops pretty much like nine months around the year, tank tops and shorts. That's all I wore for nine months. And the yeah. fall was beautiful. The fall was beautiful though because it wasn't too hot and it would still right. be in the it's Thanksgiving and it's still sixty degrees. So See, that was yeah. fire. Well, you know, I lived in California, I ran to the same thing, man. Like Christmas, it, it was it's, like it's not as humid degrees. though. It's not as no, humid out no, there, right? No. Yeah. No, California's dry. So, so it's, it's so you've experienced yeah. both. What would you rather be in? Humid or dry? Because it trips me out that people dry. rather be in yeah, that's what I said. I'd rather be in dry heat than humidity. Dry that shit, heat. Yeah. Humidity is awful because in dry heat, you sweat is different in dry heat and humidity. That's a different type mm-hmm. of sweat. Yeah. And humidity just feels nasty. Yeah. It is. Sticky. Like, yeah, it's like a sticky kind of sweat. It's, yeah. No, I prefer California weather over anywhere. I mean, yeah. Plus, in Florida, it rains every single day during the summer pretty much around like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. It's raining yeah. every single day. So at least mm-hmm. you get that. But yeah. yeah, that Florida shit, I'd much rather have that dry heat than humidity. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's easier to cool down in dry heat. That humidity right. is just... That sticks with you. <laughs> you walk out the door, you already got to take another shower, man. Nope. That's, I'm good so, on that. So on another note, I got a question. I was yeah. talking with well, I was talking with my friends and we was comparing like basketball players to rappers' careers and stuff. And I said, so who would you say is the Dennis Rodman of rap? I'll tell you what I said. I said that Kanye West is the Dennis Rodman of hip hop. I mean, <laughs> you want my reasoning? Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Okay. I gotta think. So. So I said Kanye is the Dennis Rodman of hip hop because he's always kind of been the outcast that he's going to be himself no matter what. Like he beats by his own drum Mm -hmm. no matter what. No matter what anyone has to say, he does not give a damn. And the same way Dennis Rodman went to the Chicago Bulls, it was was already an established like culture, already an established team, and he just added on to it. 
that's how Kanye did with Rockefeller, where they was already pretty established and doing their own thing. And then Kanye yeah. added on, and oh, it's almost like, let me bring them another championship ring. That's kind of what he did, yeah. just like Dennis Rodman did with the Bulls or whatnot. And so Kanye yeah. just never had a problem being himself, just like Dennis Rodman. And so maybe it's not in the same sense where Kanye is one of the biggest hip hop artists of his uh, era. Dennis Rodman yeah. may not be one of the biggest basketball players of his era, but some of those things is very similar. They both, like if you compare like Kanye having platinum albums slash classic albums, you can compare that to Dennis Rodman having those championship rings. Cause yeah. I think Dennis Rodman so has think, five championships. So. so I think you're just saying as far as behavior is concerned. Yeah, I guess it's not in you this know, comparison. It's not both. as much with like stats and like yeah. all of that. It's more with the behavior and personality. I yeah, guess. they're both the strict and you know, like you said, do whatever the fuck they want to do. It yeah, makes, I mean, now that you explain it, I mean that makes sense because I can't even think of. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody else. There's nobody in the game like them <laughs> on both ends. You know what I'm saying? Could They'll you never make be a? Another could you make a comparison? Could you think of someone else that is the Kanye of basketball? Because for me, I couldn't think of yeah, I couldn't think of anybody outside of Dennis Rodman, bro. Yeah, I mean, there's really nobody. I mean, you can argue Ron Artest. You know, you could, could low key say that a little bit. You could, you know, I mean, I that's really that. the only thing closest to Dennis Rodman as far as behavior. You know, so or Kanye. Uh, on another note, I said that Kobe is the uh, Lil Wayne of basketball because both of them no. started youngest. So listen, no, just listen. Listen to my reasoning. Both of them started young as hell, like 17, way younger than everybody else. Yeah. So Lil Wayne was a 17-year-old, uh, probably, I think, younger than 17. And Kobe Bryant yeah. was 17 when he got to the NBA. So both of them was like young, young. They was You could tell they was going to be stars. But they were still finding their way. They still had their kind of fuck-ups and still trying or whatnot. They both stayed with the same franchise for, like, 20 years. Lil Wayne stayed with Young Money, uh, well, with Cash Money all these years. Kobe stayed with the Lakers. Uh, They both played or rapped through several eras of hip-hop and basketball. Lil Wayne started in that mid-'90s, late-'90s rap era. Went well throughout the 2000s, through several different eras, through the lean with it, rock with it era, through the party like a rock style era. He was there when the Drake, Wale's, Big Shines, J. Cole's came up, Mac Miller's, and he's still out there putting out albums. Like 20 years later, still doing his thing. Kobe Bryant played through, played through that tough, that mid 90s, uh, early 2000s era. He was there through the MJ Bulls, the Tim Duncan Spurs the LeBron James era, Carmelo, like the Dirk Nowitzki yeah. era. And then on one more note, just like Kobe and Lil Wayne both had like early struggles, but then early success. Like Kobe had the early Lakers success with Shaq and yeah. then had those middle years where it's like, bro, what are you doing? You need to get your shit together, fam. Like you're not playing like you're not winning championships and playoff success like we know. Lil Wayne had their early cash money success. Then he went through those couple of years where cash money and then wasn't doing a lot of shit where they was kind of like, whatever, you're not doing a whole lot. Yeah. And then Lil Wayne reinvented himself when the Carter came out. 
Because remember, uh, who was the, I cannot remember the rapper all of a sudden that tried to start beef with Lil Wayne and said that Lil Wayne stole his rap style. This was like our freshman oh, year of college. Gilly the Kid. Gilly the Kid. And then Lil yeah. Wayne came out even better after he said Lil Wayne stole his rap style. And Kobe went through those years of struggling and shit with the, the Smush Parker years, <laughs> all those shitty yeah, yeah. ass years. And then yeah. he came back and won two more championships. He was in the finals, what, three years in a row, lost to the Celtics that first year, and then won two championships here uh, in a row and kind of really secured, as ESPN would love to talk about, his legacy. Legacy, <laughs> and yeah. se- secured that legacy or whatnot. So so okay. that's why I say – so I know it was a long explanation, but that's why I no, say I mean, Kobe and Lil Wayne. So do you have an argument for that, or do you think I'm pretty spot on? <sighs> I mean, I guess that makes sense, man. I don't know. Kobe's my favorite player, so I, I'm like, but yeah, I mean, so it's, it's tough you, for you. It's tough for yeah. you. Yeah, but I mean, when you put it like that, I mean, yeah, because there's really nobody else. Right, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Who was you gonna go with? What was you gonna say at first? I was gonna say Kendrick, but then I had to think about it. Like Kendrick hasn't been in the game that long, so nope, he don't have yeah. that same longevity. Kendrick yeah. would be more. He will. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, knock on wood, fingers crossed, he will have that longevity. I feel like yeah. Kendrick will be more relatable to maybe like Kawhi, probably. Yeah, I I say because they both pretty low key and quiet, don't do a lot of interviews, don't say a whole lot, and then they just mm-hmm. drop something dope as hell. They right. both started their success a little bit later in the 2010s and all of that. Both of them are West Coast and shit. They both West Coast, mm-hmm. <laughs> they both yeah. West Coast. And they're kind of like the new stars, yeah. Pretty much, exactly. they're the new stars. Yeah. So I almost yeah. kind of feel yeah. like they are more similar to one another. Yeah. Uh, who cool. else did I cool. have? Oh, we said. Uh, oh, I said J Cole. My homeboy said that J Cole is Tim Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why? You know why he said that though? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Because he's a fundamental rapper and he's boring. The, yes, that's literally what he said. That. Okay. And yeah. he's like, but he's like kind of in a sense low key where it's like longevity, like continue success. And it's never success like in your face. Like like Tim Duncan's highs, like Tim Duncan's highlights aren't as spectacular as Kobe's or LeBron's or even D D Wade's highlights or whatnot. Right. But right. you can't but you can't argue with it. Like it's success. And he's oh, yeah. one of the greatest power forwards of all time. And he's one of the greatest the best, players of his – well, yeah, he's the greatest power forward of all Charles. time. And he's mm. one of the greatest players of his generation. Like, to be honest, of, of his generation, it's probably Kobe, then Tim Duncan of their generations. Yeah. Right. But J. Cole is – and then he's, like, kind of built up his success with that franchise in San Antonio that was kind of looked over. Wasn't nobody really – paying attention to no damn San Antonio or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And J. Cole's kind of done that with Dreamville, where he's like the franchise player of Dreamville and he stuck with it. And now they've started creating other talent with Dreamville. Maybe not as great as J. Cole, but you can't argue with just like they have they have their own Tony Parkers and Manu Ginobili's with right. Dreamville or whatnot. Right. So, so you can't argue that J. Cole is the Tim Duncan of his era. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. I just thought it was funny because it's like, yeah. <laughs> you already know. Like, that's, you a good, are... that's a good one. <laughs> you already yeah. know, though. 
Yeah, I think uh, uh, I think Drake is LeBron. Easy. I, I would say that too because they're both they're probably the best of their generation. They've done it their own way. They've mm-hmm. like the way Drake has when people get mad that he sings all the time. He's like, oh, I don't give a damn. I'm a sing. I like singing. And LeBron, mm-hmm. they they get mad that. He done went to Miami and to uh, to L.A. Right? And LeBron's like, I don't give a damn. I do my own thing. Yeah. And they're kind of of the same era, to be honest. I mean, yeah, yeah LeBron yeah. started earlier than Drake. But Drake started, like, around 08, 09, 09. Right. So I would say yeah, that because if you – Because yeah, you know. to me, I would say Jay-Z is the Michael Jordan of rap. So I would say that LeBron is the Drake. And yeah. I mean, it's it's different yeah. because Drake isn't such a rapper as Jay Z, but it's a new era, and they just mm-hmm. do music differently now. So yeah, I really right. can't hate. But when Drake wants to rap, he can still rap his ass off, though. Yeah, he can still rap. He still got bars. Like, don't get it, don't don't get it twisted. Like Drake is still that man. It's just I think he's been putting out mediocre shit over the I years. I totally agree. That's just me. Oh, no, everybody who knows me knows. I totally agree because I'm like, I love Drake's music. Drake is dope. But these yeah. last, since like probably 2017, I would say, I he's think been releasing with mediocre views. music. <laughs> yeah, I think it started with views and that. When did views know. come out? 2016 or? 16, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I, yeah, I would say it started with views. He's just, it's like he, let me just throw something out there that I think people gonna like and He wasn't mm-hmm. really trying. And to be quite honest, he doesn't have to. I mean, no, you know, anything that he touches is going to be, and that's what sucks because, like, some of these rappers, when they start out, they got their hunger. They want to be the mm-hmm. best. But once they find that success, and nothing wrong with it because, you know, you made it. It's human nature. But it's like, yeah, it's human nature. It's like, shit, I don't have to, you know, go hard. Like, Wheezy, you know, when he was trying to catch Jay-Z, that nigga would take flight. You know what I'm saying? When you heard uh-huh. that motherfucking blunt getting lit, Boy, you, you, <laughs> you knew. hear that blunt, nigga? <laughs> yeah, you knew like Wayne was about to like take flight. Nigga, no was ceilings was something. a classic, yo. No ceilings, yeah. But now it's like, you know, he just kind of, you know, it is what it is. So, when you hungry, when you hungry, it's a different animal. You know, like, you, it's you a know, different animal. Know. And that's why like the rappers of our, and when I say of our generation, I'm talking about the rappers that came up over the past 10 to 12 years. So not the rappers we grew up listening to, like like Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg, all of them, but like the J. Cole era, the Drakes, the Wale's, all of them. I remember being us back in college, you heard their hunger. Like you heard Wale, Drake, Kid Cudi, uh, J. Cole, Mac Miller, Big Crit. Like they had, you heard Big Sean, you heard the mm-hmm. hunger, the Kendrick Lamar's yeah. logic, all of them. They was rapping they asses off. They was going mm-hmm. hard as shit. And it's yeah. understandable that when success comes and you don't have as many stories all the time, or you're not as as sensitive to those stories anymore. Right. And yeah, like exactly. and it's like look at like it's kind of like that whole Mary J. Blige thing. They always say her music was better when she was going through shit, when she had pain. <laughs> and yeah. it sounds fucked up, but it's it's low-key true. It's, it's low-key true. Bro. It's true, shit. I mean, it's, it's not, we're not true. saying she needs to go through that again, but what we're saying is, yo, if you feel pain, sometimes that's where the art comes from. And it's like, right. That's why every time they say, like, Drake breaks up with somebody, everybody knows, damn, we about to, the next album going to be crazy. Bro, yeah. right. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, pain, 
you know, exudes all kind of crazy art, man, you know, and we need to listen to music that we can relate to, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's true. And so all the pain and the stories that they had, we felt that. That's why we were so, that's why College Me, when I'm first hearing the the Big Shines, the J. Coles, the Wale's, I'm like, this shit is dope. Cause you heard the stories, the pain, you heard the, they just had all the story. It was fun, it was everything. But it's yeah. just normal that after you've had a sustained success, sustained success, it just ain't gonna be the same all the time. So that's why I'm hoping like Big Sean just announced he's coming out with a new album, Detroit too. Oh, based okay. off his first cool. mixtape, it's supposed to come out I think next week I believe or or this Friday maybe. But okay. I'm hoping because he got some stories to tell and he ain't dropped nothing in a while. So I like Big Sean. So, yeah, so I'm hoping because and I'm a fan of Big Sean too and I love Big Sean and I can understand why these last couple of years people have kind of slept on him and forgot about him because those these last two albums he had haven't been that great. Like yeah, it just trash. It wasn't that the last dope album he had was Dark Sky Paradise and I thought that yeah. was dope. But yeah. he hasn't released like so what he did with DJ Drama was what is the DJ Drama? I can't remember it was a collab no. album. He did oh, one with, like, with the, these, I know what you talk uh, was it not Metro Boomin, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was two like two or three years ago and I didn't really like that album. So I'm like, Because yeah, that wasn't like his sound. No. It, it sounded like he was jumping on a wave. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, it was with it was my bad. It was with Metro Boomin, Double or Nothing. It was my okay, yeah, Double or Nothing. Yep. Twenty seventeen. Yep. 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 I remember because I first moved when I first moved up here, that was the first album I really listened to. And so yeah, it's like that's not that's not your sound, bro. So when you can and just like to take it all the way back around when I said earlier, it takes me so long to create something because if I'm not passionate or really feeling it, then it's not gonna sound like me. And that's what it's like listening to that Big Sean album with Metro Boomin. That's not you, bro. You didn't he didn't sound connected to that music at all. It just sounded like he was catching a wave and throwing some shit together. So now keep up. (laughs) Right. You basically tr- just trying to keep up or whatnot. And that's what Drake has sound like the last like three or four years that he's just trying to, whatever his sound is popular, that's what he's going to do. That's what it has sound like. So I'm so, but I will say Drake, this song that Drake just released with uh little baby, um, laugh now and cry later. That's just dope, bro. It sounds like some Drake yeah. that I fuck with. It's you like Drake it? I like. Yeah. You don't like it? <laughs> It's, I don't know, man. It didn't do it for <laughs> me. The video's it. dope. The video's dope. But I mean, I just, I don't know. The video I, is creative. I like yeah, the video. Just, You're right. I listened to it and I was like, okay. I haven't listened to it again. Oh, so you got bored with it easily. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like. But you know what? Now that you said it, I will say that it's not like I go back and listen to it a lot. Yeah. And back in college, but it, so I don't know if it's because I'm older now or what, though, because back in college, if I, a new Drake song, I'll listen to that shit over and over and over. Me too. But now, yeah. so maybe it's not that it's not that great. Maybe it's just that we're at a different time and space in our life where the song has to be spectacular for us to actually go back and listen to it over and over. Because right. there are some, but also the older that I've gotten, I listen to R&B more and more than I listen to hip hop now. Mm. You're on the grown man shit. Yeah, but I, there is some rap that, like, Logic just dropped a new album that yeah, is... Do you listen to Logic? Uh, not a lot. I did, because it was his last album, right? He retired. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, he says he's retired. So I will say that Logic did have a good 
three CD run that it was kind of whack. Like he released like three albums. And once again, I think he was a product of his success and it just wasn't that good anymore or whatnot. But this last album, shit's fire, bro. He's rap he's oh, rapping, rapping. Yeah, he's he's rapping like when I first started listening to him and when he was really in his groove in 2013, 2014, that's what he's rapping like again. Oh, so shit. it's it's worth hey, checking man. out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I figured, you know, his last album and he's not trash, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And he's back with uh he's back with No ID who he used to work oh. with all the time. Because like yeah. him and No ID worked together on their first album, and he hasn't worked with No ID since that album. And you can tell that they got some chemistry together, bro. Just like we was talking about inside the NBA, they got mm -hmm. some chemistry together, and it's fire. So this Logic album yeah. is uh, definitely worth listening to. Um, okay. We're going to end this shortly. Just a... Uh, just yeah, I was going to say, I got to gotta make talk. dinner for the, for the child. Oh, no, nah. nah, it's good. We're about to end this. Um, just uh. so... Uh, we about to end this. So I always end it with uh, just something, something positive, something inspirational, some type of gem to drop for the people. Just something to encourage uh, the folk. Like what you got for the folk out there? I mean, we're going through a lot. You know, this year has been um, it's been challenging. Uh, COVID, racial tensions, the riots, the the cop killings, um, the division among races. Celebrities uh, passing away. Celebrities. So um, I just want to remind everyone that, you know, this too shall pass and we'll come out stronger. And like Pac said, keep your head up. That's all you can do. Keep working, keep grinding, keep bettering yourself. You got kids, take care of your kids. You got a significant other, love them. You know what I'm saying? Just, just live life like, it, it, it could end anytime. And we like we talked about it earlier, Kobe, Chadwick, you know, you just never know. Life is a precious thing. So, you know, just take advantage and this too shall pass. Word up. Also, rest in peace, John Thompson, legendary yeah. coach of Georgetown. Rest in yeah. peace, Lou Olson, legendary coach of University of Arizona. Rest in peace, yeah. Cliff Robinson, Cliff uh, Robinson former yeah. NBA player. For the Phoenix Suns, Portland Trailblazers, and some other teams yeah. as well. And then, of course, Chadwick Bozeman, still Kobe, Nipsey Hussle, Mac Miller. Yes. Yeah. This past two years has been crazy as hell. This year has been yeah. even wilder. But uh, like my like mm -hmm. my man's light-skinned Jerome said, uh, <laughs> this too shall pass, bro. Like, just keep working, keep laughing, keep creating. Yeah. Uh, just pray that it will get better. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to my nigga Jay Dirty, <laughs> light skin Jerome. Appreciate you. Yeah, for, uh, <laughs> appreciate you for joining like me. It's, it's friendship right. going back over a decade, my nigga. I appreciate yes, you. We gonna do this again. Uh, Absolutely. Two black men, two black men doing dope things, man. I appreciate you. I'm proud of you, my brother. I'm right, proud uh, of you, man. I love you, man. I appreciate you. I love you too. This has been another hour of the chicken and liquor hour. Uh, y'all be safe. Y'all be blessed. And remember, like. Light skin Jerome said, this too shall pass. Uh, peace out, y'all. This too shall pass. All right, man. Peace out.